With training camp underway for all 32 teams, the start was met with a slew of notable contract extensions. We're breaking those down today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league. The Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, uh, the saying deadline spur action continues to be the most true single line in current NFL life uh, because we have players stepping foot on the practice field. We have players deciding not to step foot on the practice field until something gets done and uh, very, very busy stretch of contracts, a flurry of them in the last 36, 48 hours going back to the Saquon Barkley deal. And uh, uh, who knows what else might come as training camp gets underway. But at the very least, we know this ball is off and rolling. Dude, yeah, there's a good chance a deal gets done while we're recording this podcast, right? I mean, the way things have been moving here in terms of this NFL news cycle and a lot of these deals that are getting done, you feel like there's a domino effect on another player. Um, And so we're kind of just waiting for more and more news to pop through. But we do have a big chunk of big deals to reflect on. And I guess we're going to start with Mr. Trayvon Diggs with the Dallas Cowboys. Five years, $97 million, maxing out at $104 million, coming in at 19.4 average annual value. Tied for fifth among cornerbacks with Marshawn Lattimore. He's topped by Jair Alexander at 21, Denzel Ward at 20.1, Jalen Ramsey at 20, and Marlon Humphrey at 19 and a half. A big deal for Trayvon Diggs, who Second round pick, became a starter, became a ball hawk, and became very rich. So you said the total value, including this year's salary, was 102? 104 is what it maxes out at. Yeah. Um, That would be the highest total value of contract. If you, yeah, if you were to. Give him the max. Yes, exactly. If he get if he gets the max, that would be the Denzel Ward right now. A hundred point five million is the highest according to over the cap for uh, max value of of current contracts that exist. So I guess that's where Trayvon can hang his hat. You know, coming in at nineteen point four on an average basis. That's behind Jair, Denzel Ward, Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey. Okay, your top five in paid corner, but your max value, that's everybody wants to be able to have that claim to something with their contract, right? Like, oh, highest blank. Yeah. I remember when Xavier Howard read that they like tore up his contract extension in like year three of it. And it was the most new money given on a contract. Like like you really get into the weeds. It's like when you're on pro football reference and you're searching like filters to find like these really obscure data points and, and factoids um 
player contracts work the same way, Joe. I know you had a experience like that uh, with Von Miller too. When Von mm-hmm. signed his deal about like what the ticker says. That's all he cared about. He said, what, what's ticker's going to say six years, one twenty, right? We all know it's a three-year deal. Six years, one twenty. That's what he wanted everyone to see on that ESPN ticker. So, no, and this is well deserved too. I, I think Trey White. You do get a little bit of flack for kind of the variance of play. I think the variance was more extreme in twenty twenty one than it was in twenty twenty two. I don't know if you would agree that that's a fair statement, but that was my observation in watching Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, Kyle, I, in my notes right here. I liked him better coming out of 2022 with three interceptions than I did coming out of 2021 with 10. I just felt like he was still a feast or famine player, but not nearly to the same degree as it was in 2021. And where I really thought Trayvon made incredible strides in this, going back to our film study, we've done film study on every single team going into the season. So we can come to you with uh, an informed perspective. My favorite thing about the growth that I saw year over year from Trayvon Diggs was his willing to be physical and tackle and the run defense overall. And I know that cornerbacks and making plays in the passing game is going to be the biggest thing. Well, good news, folks. Trayvon Diggs does that at an extremely high clip. It was awesome to see him become a better run defender, a better tackler, and be more physical and be a little bit more calculated with some of those chances. Well, and I think the thing that that has allowed Trayvon to become the player that he is, I think Dan Quinn deserves a big assist here with what they have done from a coverage disguise perspective and how effective they are in changing post-snap picture and doing it in ways that allows Trayvon to play with eyes through to the backfield as frequently Mm -hmm. as he does and really accentuate that area of his game as an instinctual player who's playing trap coverages. He he is playing, um, you know, they'll invert at times and, and get him the opportunity to be lined up maybe close to the line of scrimmage, and then they'll roll the safety down and he'll push deep, or he'll end up squatting. And he's playing in a half turn and ends up squatting and trapping. And what that defense has allowed Trayvon Diggs to draw upon is the best components of his game. And that's why you've seen kind of this blossoming as a player that is creating these these game-changing plays seemingly on a weekly basis. Yeah, one of my biggest takes from this uh, summer of talking football with you is that you really love Dan Quinn, man. You're a big fan. Of yeah. what he's got going on with that defense. And uh, I love how you layered that together and how, hey, Trayvon Diggs is a great player, but Dan Quinn's also putting him in great positions to be able to make these game-changing plays for a defense that's a big play defense, right? Maybe snap to snap, you don't love everything about it, but they get negative plays, they get takeaways, they get their hands on footballs, and that's a big part of uh, being a great defense and winning football games. One of the I, – I don't think you can help – when you consider this deal, right? We, I think we both agree this is well-deserved contract and uh, another pillar for Dallas is locked up. I, I, I think you naturally have to consider the Zach Martin situation, right? Where he's yes s- sitting, he's holding out, right? He's not even there, which is he pretty not, rare. Not arrive at camp, no. And if pretty there's rare in today's NFL, if there's right? A guy that could afford to surrender fifty k a day, right? It's probably it's, him and Chris Jones, Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah. Those guys can afford it, but. 
I think they do have to be a little leery here to make sure that this gets done sooner rather than later. And I can't imagine we're living in a world where there's any other resolution other than they come to a contract extension. They oh, rework the contract. Of course. Right? Like, there's, there's fans of certain teams that are like, oh, go trade for Zach Martin. No. Dallas ain't trading Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah. 31 though. teams should trade for Dallas, for Zach Martin. If he yeah, you really want a first-round pick for Zach Martin? Like, Come on. Well, what's interesting is Dallas, prior to the Diggs deal, had $22 million in cap space. And like they got the money to do it, right? Like they can they can yeah. do this. Yes. It's just making you know, making sense of it all for both parties. But I I don't look at this as a situation where, well, what is this set what message does this send to to Zach Martin? I just think there's time like the timing works different ways, right? They could have had it a certain point with their negotiations with Diggs. They got the deal done. It doesn't preclude them from getting something done with Zach Martin. They still have the flexibility to do so. And we know that Dallas has been pretty consistent when it comes to taking care of their own players uh, throughout the years, even at times, if it leads to a bad contract. So I think you'll see Zach Martin get an extension done pretty soon. Well, and, and Dallas is also going to have the opportunity to do something, you know, they're, they're projected on over the cap. And I know each cap resource is a little different, but they're projected on over the cap to have like $25 million in cap space this year. They're going into the last year of Dak Prescott's contract, and he's got an almost $60 million cap hit. One would assume Something's you're going to do a contract extension there. Some of that, the, he's got a $5 million roster bonus. He's got a $29 million base salary. You can rework a lot of that, manufacture a lot more room. The only dead money that they're on the books for right now is $6 million to Zeke Elliott. So they're in a really good position. They have cap space. They have rollover cap opportunity. They have the biggest salary cap hit by far that they have on the books for 2024. They can rework at any point. There's no math problems to getting Zach Martin yeah. done. It's just, it's just doing the work and getting the foundation laid and actually doing it. Like we say in the Bills world, there's always money in the banana stand, and same is true for – the Dallas Cowboys, uh, folks, we got a bunch more to get to here today, including this uh, Justin Herbert situation. But first, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and first pick in the second round? You'll be guaranteed to have two of the surest performers by going all AFC West with Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Adams has proved he remains a reliable top selection in Vegas, while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and ceiling among the standout luxury options at his position. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, 
and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up from, for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. That's right. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items only exclusions apply. We have a, we will. Oh, wow. We have a contract extension. We knew this would happen. Break yep. the news, Kyle. I so, have no yeah. idea what it's going to be. Yeah. So this is a little bit of the sausage being made. We are let's ride baby. We, let's let's ride into some breaking news. Adam Schefter. Mm, he's notable. 13 seconds ago. All right. It's a little oh, longer 13 than that seconds, Kyle. We don't yeah. say things like that. Left tackle, mm. Andrew Thomas, Ooh. and the New York Giants have reached a five-year agreement worth $117.5 million that includes an offensive line record 60 sissy. You gotta get the you gotta get a record somewhere with the deal. An offensive line record $67 million fully guaranteed at signing tying him to the Giants through the 2029 season. Healthy, Kyle. And as people will find out in tomorrow's episode, which covers the offensive line market, one of my predictions just came true. We're halfway there. Wasn't expecting that to be one of them, but we'll see. Right, you weren't, weren't necessarily expecting Andrew. <laughs> well, no, he only, it's only 23 and a half. No, I said over 20. I don't remember. No, you it, said, we, didn't you say past Tunsil? Oh yeah, we said. Well, I said we'll have a new highest-paid offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, it's not all right. We still got plenty yet. of other candidates, baby. That's right. Well, this is this <laughs> is a good step in that direction because yeah. obviously we'll talk about Titus Howard in, in segment three. We got to talk about uh, new NFL cash king Justin Herbert now. Yeah. Um, but we had we were planning on doing offensive line for today, so we recorded yeah. that show, and then we're like, man, we just keep getting these extensions. We got to we got to touch on these extensions first, so. <laughs> there, there's how the sausage is made. We're talking about NFL cash King, Justin Herbert, uh, whose stint at the top of the list is probably going to be pretty short. Yeah. About like Jalen hurts. Right. Well, no shorter than that. Cause I think Joe Burrow gets done before they step on the field oh, this year. Oh, well, I mean, hurts had it for a couple weeks and then Lamar came through, right? Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's similar type situation. Yes. Five years, 265 million. AAV, Justin Herbert. Good for you, man. Good for you. I I mean, look, this guy's been off to a historic start for his career. Um, The most passing yards through a player's first three seasons in NFL history with over 14,000. Second second most most passing touchdowns uh, for a player's first three seasons. I mean, this guy has been unbelievably productive, and I, I hate that there's this commentary that always comes with Justin Herbert about playoff wins folks is it situational or is it capacity you don't think Justin Herbert can win playoff games you hadn't watched the guy play a single snap of football in the NFL this guy is a problem at the position that is more about the remainder of team and folks wins are not a quarterback stat so Justin Herbert for this moment in time deserves everything he got and uh Good for the Chargers. I mean, they they go from Rivers to to Herbert. Man, what a what a quarterback run that they're enjoying right now. Yeah, it seems like it always is that way a little bit, right? Yeah. Some some teams get the fortunate 
transitions. Rivers to Herbert. You had Favre to Rogers. You had. Must uh, be nice. Let's see who else. Would, you had Manning to Luck. I'm sure I'm forgetting at least one more really good one. Yeah, I'm right. But I was just thinking about how much that doesn't happen for everybody, honestly. Right. Yeah. But there, there's, it feels like there's for every one like generational staple quarterback. Yeah. Out of every generation, there's one <laughs> that the team immediately follows through and hits another home run. Dude, the Jets and Bears are still looking the, for the first one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They've been around let's, forever. Let's, let's not throw any dirt on those guys. So, Herbert and my immediate reaction was good for Justin Herbert. It's hard to forget the absolutist negativity that I think he went through in the pre-draft process and the way that he's answered the bell. And for him to now have this moment, I think is really, really cool. Um, Is he best positioned to take his team to the next level. Maybe not because you have to go through Kansas city in your division on an annual basis. I'm on spot track right now, looking at, you know, their 2024 cap situation. I remember when we kind of first went through back in the spring, we went through the quarterbacks of the 2020 class and their situations. And we made predictions on Hertz and Herbert and Burrow and Tua. Do you remember that show that we did? Oh yeah. I went through their cap situations and all that. Um, it, there's some maneuvering that's going to need to be done. And I think probably the biggest primary area of concern is you look at what things are currently scheduled for right now for the Chargers for 2024, and you've got guys like Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams. Like th- These are all 29, 30-plus-year-old players who are all facing very, very, very high cap numbers that you're probably going to have to transition away from one or two of those guys. And it's probably not going to be Joey Bosa, right? I think Khalil Mack is a potential. You you could move on from Khalil Mack and save almost $24 million in cap space. What are you doing with Keenan Allen? Is it, How much does Keenan Allen have left in the tank? Like there's some questions, but you now have the most important data point that you can have to make that transition because you know what Justin Herbert's status is going to be. You know how that money is going to be distributed. And now you can build everything else around it to the best of your ability. Yeah, this deal for Herbert actually saves them $10 million against the cap in 2024, which yeah. is helpful with all those players that you mentioned. All four, Mac, Bosa, Allen, and Williams, have cap hits of over $32.5 million next season. Right. So that was a, a big help. 38.5, and 36.6, 37.4, and 32.5. Healthy. Healthy Help. money for a bunch of good players, but good, good players, but players that are 33, 29, 32, and 30. Yeah, that's not where you want to be. I want to bring up this quote from Tom Telesco. A year and a half ago, he said this, and I like it a lot. Uh, he said, I don't believe in rookie quarterback windows. If you look at the playoffs this year, at least 10 teams had quarterbacks not on rookie deals. The team that I used to work for, we had a high-paid quarterback for over 10 years, and we built the team just fine around him. You have to build it differently, but certainly you can do it. I don't see that we only have a year or two window with this quarterback's contract. It's not how I look at it at all. I think it's just a really, really bad narrative. What's the path of least resistance, right? But realistically, you have three or four years in that window tops. 
And the first year going into that window, you don't know what you have in the quarterback. <laughs> right. so I, I love not using it as a crutch. Right. Because ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to have to make it work. We talk about how it's a quarterback driven league. Do you have a mm-hmm. truck or a trailer at the quarterback position? If you got a truck, get a good hitch. Be, yeah. You're going to have to find a way to make it work. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that insight as well. I had not heard that quote before, but I like it. Yeah, I found it when researching this morning, and I I, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, the best way to sustain success in the NFL is to have a quarterback like Justin Herbert and pay them. Uh, big fan of that idea. All right, we got a bunch more to get to. We still got Saquon Barkley, Titus Howard to get to right after a very quick break. I unfortunately don't have another wee-woo coming out of the – the second break in the programming today. Oh, well, we don't like, have another we got, contract yet. We got ten minutes here. We can, yeah, we'll see. Can happen. I'm, I'm. There's a few candidates. Something might come through. Um, you want to talk offensive tackles? Do you want to do the Saquon Barkley one? Get out of the way and save the tackles for afterwards. Sure, sure. So Saquon signs a one-year contract worth. His franchise tag total plus another approximately $900,000 in incentives. And we've heard everything from their performance incentives. We've heard it alluded to that they are tied to the Giants making the playoffs. I've got them. I've got the incentives. You have the full incentives. And then he gets $2 million of his base salary on the one-year fully guaranteed deal up front as a signing bonus. So go ahead. Outline these full. I think it's thirteen fifty. 1300 rushing yards something like that 65 yep. receptions go ahead you got it so go there was one more you got the I other one the too <laughs> i don't know the touchdowns all right so it's 1350 rushing yards plus a okay. playoff berth 65 receptions and 11 total touchdowns but so only one of them is tied to a playoff berth N- no he has he has 909,000 worth of incentives and it's for three categories. I don't know if it's all or nothing, but those are the three. But the way that it was written down was 1350 plus a playoff. Berth. Plus a playoff berth. But the other two do not specify plus a playoff. Right. Berth. 65 receptions, 11 touchdowns. Okay. For $909,000. So I, would be the total he can get from that. I, I guess the reaction here really depends on what you believe has been reported throughout the buildup. We've heard everything from the Giants had offered the first two years with $26 million, and they passed on that. We heard uh, on the day of the deadline, that Monday afternoon, they had like a $2 million gap that they couldn't close on a long-term extension. We've heard Barkley was asking or looking for Christian McCaffrey money, which is 16, and the Giants had originally come in around 13, and then the window had passed and we had heard that they pulled that off the table. So like you've heard a lot. I think there's been a lot of public angling mm-hmm. with this saga, but for this to be the stance that Saquon has taken and then to turn around and sign a contract with incentives, I've seen people applaud, Hey, good on the giants. Not a lot of times that they're willing to offer more money on a one-year deal. It hasn't really happened all that frequently. Like, sure. But was is the biscuit worth the risk it for Saquon Barkley? And oh, by the way, you didn't even get any language put in your contract that says they can't just put the franchise tag on you again next year. 
I think Saquon Barkley just wanted to play, man. You know what I mean? Like it's clear. His stiff arm is a lot stronger around the football field than it is when it comes to contract negotiations. Um, I think that's what this is, right? Like I, I, I don't think he had any interest in not playing this year. Uh, he's still young. He wants to produce. He's still going to get paid a lot of money, Kyle. A lot of money, right? This isn't small dollars. Um, but when it comes to this big running back union, right, we're pushing back. He didn't do him a solid, right, at all. And and most likely Saquon Barkley's back in a very similar situation next year where he's looking for a nice contract extension, the tag is expected to be around $13 million for, for the projection there. And that might be where he's at, which will represent a raise. Right. So now you're, you're two for 24 fully guaranteed is, is if he gets the franchise tag again next year, that's assuming he hits his incentives this year. That's where he's going to end up falling. Taking a, a page from the Kirk cousins book. Uh, right. Uh, I, working out for Kirk. So, but he's also a quarterback. What I appreciate about this is when we talked about the running back market, one of the things that I did allude to was like running backs got to get a little bit more comfortable with incentives, performance incentives to get the dollar amount where they want it. It's a step. It's not the solution, but Saquon could either play for 10.1 or he could play for up to 11. Okay. Bet on yourself. Stay healthy, young man, go out there do what you do. and, And the numbers will take care of themselves. But, he he's he really I don't think there's a single player in the league that can afford to get injured and risk more than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I agree. And also, can we not thumb our nose at nine hundred nine thousand dollars? It's a lot of like, money. That's a lot of freaking not, money. Not in the grand scale of some of the macroeconomics of the NFL, but in the grand scheme of life, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty chunk of change. Yeah, that's a ton of money. All right, speaking of a ton of money, Titus Howard, three years, $56 million, 36 and a half guaranteed from the Houston Texans. That's an average annual value of $18.6 million, which ranks him eighth amongst offensive tackles, ninth now, right now that the Andrew yeah. Thomas deal Andrew is done. Thomas came right over yeah. the top. But still fourth among uh, right tackles. So Lane Johnson, Jawan Taylor, Ryan Ramchek still ahead of him. Uh, but he comes in at number four, edging out Brian O'Neill, Taylor Moton, Braden Smith, and Mike McGlinchey. And so for the Houston Texans here, they lock up their tackle tandem of Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil, right? Yeah. Three-year deal. Shaq Mason signed a three-year extension. And you have Kenyon Green as a second-year player on a first-round rookie deal, so four years of control there. And Juice Scruggs, your starting center, is a second-round pick that's entering, of course, year one of a four-year rookie deal. So you look at this offensive line for C.J. Stroud, and Nick Casario's got it all locked up in place. It looks like it's going to be a really stable unit. Yeah. The stability is health willing, I think, is, is the best thing yeah. that they have going for them. That continuity, being on the same page. And they're, they are physically talented. That was the physical talent was never the question with Titus Howard coming out of Alabama State. Right. Now, this is what the pre draft process is all about. Alabama State, HBCU goes to the Senior Bowl, showcases the raw athleticism. This is kind of why you'll continue to see teams just buy in on traits on offensive tackles. If you don't have the coachables, if you have the uncoachables, they're going to bet that they can get the best out of you eventually. And it took a little while for Titus Howard. It was not pretty mm-hmm. early in his career. Playing some guards, some tackles. Yeah, he yeah. ended up mixing, just dropping down, playing inside some. 
but what last year I thought was, was his best performance and he's been rewarded with that. And now he's going to be a long-term fixture and, and the fourth highest paid right tackle in football. So uh, I think it's a really cool storyline and a layer. And obviously I think it's smart team building from Houston to have a rookie quarterback that you invested what you did in CJ Stroud and, and go out and trade for Shaq Mason and, and, draft you strugs and lock the tackles in place. And you have a first round pick at your other guard spot. So uh, I, I think the division, it took a few years for Houston to act like they had a coherent vision, but they're acting like they have a coherent vision now. And I like, it. can we go back just a little bit here and remember draft day where the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, traded up right in front of Houston to draft Dillard. Andre Dillard. And then everybody said, well, oh, the Texans just panicked. This this panicked and picked Titus Howard. Well, well, well. <laughs> right. One guy got twice the amount of money as the other guy, and got twice the amount of money to stay with the team that drafted him. Meanwhile, the Falcons are like, "What's up? We just chilled out and traded up for Caleb McGarry, and then Jawan Taylor goes early in the second round." Well, uh, so it was an interesting Caleb, switch. Caleb McGarry's contract is it that was another one where it was not pretty early and you knew that coming out he was another toolsy guy but he was raw Caleb McGarry at right tackle he signed for 11 that is looking like the ultimate steal yeah that's a good point out of all of this it's a good point so flowers to Atlanta for but like he hit the open market and then still came back for 11 to play in this scheme. So maybe there's some questions about the scheme specificity, but like, by all means, ask yeah. the questions. I saw what it looked like last year. He's a good player. And they got him on a really friendly deal. So that year it goes, Jonah Williams at 11, Andre Dillard, 22, Titus Howard, 23, Caleb McGarry, 31, Jawan Taylor, 35, and then Greg Little, 37. Oh, Lord have mercy. How many teams is Greg on now? This is fifth. What, I don't you know. Really he's know he's bouncing that. around a little bit, man. <laughs> Watch the tape. Watch the tape at Ole Miss. It was oh, right I, there. It was right there. Yeah, it should not have been a surprise. But again, he had the uncoachables. He had size, athleticism, length. You swing the bat on that guy. He went, what, 37? 37, yeah. 37. A lot of people thought he'd be a first-round pick, so it was viewed by some as this second round potential yeah. steal for those that didn't watch tape. There'll be, there'll be some interesting storylines out of that offensive tackle group that you can probably apply to this year's upcoming offensive tackle class. From what I've seen, I've seen three of the guys and um, it's an interesting group. I'll just put it that way. But uh, headline by Penn state's Olufashanu. Uh, anything else, any other breaking news come through while we're, uh, Finishing this up, brother. Who knows? It's that time of year. Keep your head on a swivel. It's coming right. fast. And yeah, furious. just make sure it's all ver from verified account. The like legit. Yeah, that's like, really well. easy to do these days. You know, Kyle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put we, your tweet notifications on for Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. That's that's what you need to do. We are out of here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. Appreciate all of our everydayers who keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. It is your team every day. Here on the Locked On Network, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great one. We'll be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace.